Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning, everyone. I'm Gary Potterfield. Uh, welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. Merritt Hamilton Allen will be joining us any moment now. She's uh, had some computer issues. She's going to call us in. And um, uh, anyway, when uh, so in, in anticipation of Merritt joining us, um, um, uh, last week, uh, the beginning of the show, we talked about the fact that I happened to be in Las Vegas at the uh, the uh, Digital Signage Expo. I also got some training done, a certification class. And uh, today we are going to talk about digital signage. Got some exciting uh, two interviews I was really happy to do, and we'll get to those in a, in a few minutes. But um, when we uh, for this first segment, we're going to talk about um, digital signage and uh, I think that you know it's a word that I think the industry doesn't particularly love um, but um, but it, so I thought we Merritt and I could uh, talk a little bit about um, what that means for PR people and such so uh, Merritt are you with us now? I am good morning um, I had a computer restart and restart and restart it's restarting uh, good morning and uh, glad to be finally joining the brand ambassadors uh, uh, today uh, even if I'm a, a couple minutes late. Uh, and I think you really hit on something. Digital signage doesn't evoke um, much to me. I hear digital signage and I think, oh, okay, so, you know, a ticker sign on a bank building. Uh, that's digital signage. That's not interesting. What is digital signage and why do our listeners need to care about it? Yeah, well, that's and that's exactly right. I mean, that's, you're right. that is digital signage, by the way. I mean, and it, um, The type uh, of it. Right, it's of and it, it, but what it is for us is uh, you know it, it of course it doesn't involve that it involves the uh, it involves the displays you see when you're in a in a in the mall, um, the screens you see there. It involves uh, what you know when you're at the airport or a train station and you see the well, the the departures and arrivals. In our but also for us and certainly Merritt, you remember if we went down to Orlando to Infocom back I think it was 2008. Um, where we were really exposed to this industry in, 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 for the first time in a significant way to understand that, wow, this, because you and I wanted to do, wanted something to be able to better communicate to an audience. And in our case, the audience happened to be an internal one mainly for our, our, our largest client at the time, the Naval Sea Systems Command, still our largest client. Um, and so, you know, digital signage is simply the using of a visual medium, these screens, to to communicate something, some sort of a message, uh, to whatever that audience is. And so it could be anything, but certainly you and I saw it as a as a as a vehicle, um, a means to communicate the messages that our our client was already putting out. So. Um, I think that's the important thing for people in our industry, in the public affairs, public relations, any kind of communications, is that this is just a, a tool, you know, for, for to communicate. Well, and essentially, it's signage. If you think of all the things you would need signage for, a sign in a building, whether it's wayfinding, information, posters, bulletin boards, all of this can be replaced by video. And... I think that's where some people maybe um, then pause because they think, oh, that's got to be super expensive. 
Yeah, and and <clears throat> there was a time when it was super expensive, and it can still be super expensive if you want if you let it <laughs> be super expensive. But you can I get in. <clears throat> right, <laughs> you can you can get in affordably, uh, and uh, one of the things I saw at the uh, Digital Signage Expo this year is that in, indeed prices of everything, and this is typical of technology, um, you know the it, the prices are dropping. Um, you remember when 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 a uh, a high resolution display uh, used to cost in the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, but now you can get a really reasonable one. We have one in our uh, conference room here, Merritt, that's 65-inch. It's a 4K screen, and, and it's, it's a consumer-level screen, but it's, uh, it was, uh, I think it was like 600 and some dollars two years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so and that even, allows you... Printing costs and mounting yeah. costs and updating signs, I think the return on investment going digital is huge because you can instantly update the content that's appearing on that sign to that viewer at any time. And uh, for the um, uh, uh, the when you're in a in a, in a corporate or government uh, hallway, uh, and you, and you see what they call you know the disparagingly referred to as an easel farm, you know with, with all those uh, traditional posters up all over the place that are you know rather unsightly, taking up all that space, and how easily it is to replace that digitally, and yeah, save a fortune in printing. Oh, absolutely, so. and uh, it, just, it provides, I think, a much more polished image. I mean, that was one thing that struck me um, doing a uh, tour of the Air Force Academy for uh, a contract in uh, January, and they had a huge graphic uh, requirement because the Air Force Academy is all hallways. It's four giant buildings, kind of, uh, I think, four or five stories, a lot like the Pentagon, so there's a lot of hallway and a lot of interior hallway, and zero screens. And so they have a full-time graphic and print shop keeping up that demand and keeping that fresh. And I just feel like um, with that much real estate, they could really get some bang for their buck by uh, replacing some of those uh, boards with screens. And the nice thing, you talk about the graphic shop, and uh, you know our relationship and our in, in the for our clients, uh, we work very closely with those people. It doesn't. This doesn't. This doesn't replace them. It no, just it replaces just the print part of it. Making. So, so these these folks who are making really tremendous uh, graphics that are very interesting, just a, you know, just all we really need to do in a lot of cases is just simply explain, okay, here are the here are the spec specifications for what we need to make it for it to to run digitally, and then we get some really great stuff. Now, in some cases, you know, we need to do things. You know, there is the other side of that. The people that say, "Okay, here's my here's my 35 slide uh, PowerPoint presentation. Please put this on digital signage." Uh, no, we're not going to be doing that because we're we're trying to communicate. And so, uh, but but that where we come in. And I want to throw, do a shout out real quick. We haven't had a chance to do this uh, much. I want to do a shout out to three content creators uh, that we have, and we've had them for some time. Two two of them. One of them is is relatively new, but. Uh, uh, Scott Webb, Christian Gerhardt, Danielle Chris. We have three people in our, our staff that do just crank out. You wouldn't believe how much great content. And that's what it takes. You, you, it does, you can't just sit there and say, we're going to throw the PowerPoint up there. You know, you've got to make this compelling. And that's one of the, that is one of the challenges of this industry, particularly inward-facing signage. It has to reach a certain level of quality, and our folks uh, really crank that stuff out. And we refresh it. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, Scott, uh, Christian, and Danielle do a phenomenal job um, taking what is very 
similar ongoing evergreen information and refreshing it every week so it looks new. Yeah, and um, and and so it, it it does require you know use the tools that the industry has available to you, and the and the tools are getting better and better and better. Um, so yeah, so on that you know you mentioned earlier, Merritt, about cost and. Um, while indeed the cost of technology is going down, you do have a there is you do need to invest in people. I think you need to yes. invest in in people to be able to create this stuff because you can't just say, well, gosh, I'm going to put this these screens off. Why? Because well, because that's what we're supposed. to. I know the 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 other government office or the other corporate office, our competitors, they have a screen up, so I guess we need to have one up. No, well, it, that's uh, not going to help. Uh, quote the great Lyle Bunn: "Content is king." Uh, yeah, well, you know that's and that's a, that's the, of course that, that I will tell you, Merritt, that has a re, uh, created some I wouldn't say controversy, but ideas that yeah, content is king or is content, um, you know, part of uh, content is is really what it's all about. You know, on, on Friday, last Friday is when I went to the certification class, um, and one of the people we I interviewed uh, for this uh, episode today, uh, Alan Braun. Uh, was leading that class, and it was all about content and uh, the importance of it. Because, you know, without content, what the heck is the point of these things? Um, and um, and the, I think with an internal audience in particular, uh, or a corporate audience, um, communicate, you know, the or public affairs offices, public relations, communications offices are putting out information all day long to their employees. But are they seeing it? Are they getting the message? And that's what we think... Uh, Digital science and, and I think do. that's absolutely, you know, that the triad of um, uh, employee content, you need to give them the content they want. And often that's breaking news, traffic, weather, you know, what's it going to be like uh, driving home from work? What's going to be like coming in the next day? Is it going to snow? Uh, the content they want, the content they need, um, which is about promotion opportunities, HR, safety, uh, mandatory training, and then... I would say that the content you want them to have, which are um, uh, headquarters initiatives, uh, uh, ch- uh, charitable donation opportunities, whatever it is, but you've, you've got to prioritize it um, to the viewer. Uh, you need to give them the content they want to have, um, followed by the content they need to have, followed by the content you'd like them to have. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, if if you, I'm sure that the CEO thinks that uh, every word out of her or his uh, mouth is just everyone's hanging on those words. Uh, the well, reality is, true. <laughs> right. In our case, oh, it's at, with the, what if you just, say it again, Mayor? Whatever you just said, I want to hear it ten times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but really, uh, you're right. I mean, you you can't force people to enjoy looking at your screens. Uh, so you have to make it. You have to have a reason why they want to go there, and that's the challenge, uh, particularly internally. So, um, hey, so um, uh, we've one of got these interviews coming up. Yeah, that I, I was so happy uh, to be, be able to interview, interview the two people I was able to interview at the show, and I could have interviewed many, many more. But um, uh, two people: Alan Braun, who is um, from the uh, Digital Science Experts Group, the Braun Braun Consulting, and uh, and a guy who just they've named the Educator of the Year award after him. So he's a really big deal, and uh, I was so happy. He gave so much of his time, so happy to talk to him, and you'll hear that. And Mason Page from um, uh, <coughs> uh, from Reflex Systems, uh, and and uh, what they did in their booth is so many fascinating things. They set up different sections of their booth to reflect, to look like 
uh, you know, different places you'd see in a retail environment in particular. So to hear from him what's new and innovative, um, and he came from an advertising background. So I think, Mary, you're really going to enjoy these interviews, and I hope the, uh, the, I'm sure the audience will too, and I wish I could have talked to these guys for, you know, an hour each, um, maybe next time. And we'll so, be back uh, live in the fourth segment, so please do send uh, your comments and questions to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Absolutely. And we'll be back with those interviews uh, in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary potterfield and uh we have a guest in stu- uh, with us today, and uh, I'm on the floor of the, uh, of the Digital Signage Expo 2018. And to give some context, um, yesterday when we were recording this, uh, the Digital Signage Federation um, announced a new uh, renaming of the award. It is uh, called the uh, Alan C. Braun Digital Signage Educator of the Year Award. And so that's who we have with us. Uh, one of the, that, that tells us more than anything 
about the value of who we have. And Alan, welcome to the show and congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Uh, as, as you can imagine, and, and as you and I have discussed, it is a humbling experience, but what it really does is it validates the, the fact that education is important and excellence in education is important. And fundamentally, it throws down the gauntlet to, uh, as, as not just celebrating an individual, but celebrating a concept and, and, and using it as a challenge to get better and better every year. And that's really what the Digital Signage Federation is all about. And you were a uh, former chairman of the, uh, of the Federation, so uh, um, you certainly have seen this industry uh, grow over the years. And what I want to talk about today with you um, is one of the areas that we're most interested in is, is inward-facing, employee-facing signage, digital signage, uh, corporate digital signage. Talk a little bit about the value that you see of uh, using digital signage to communicate with employees. Well, it's actually a great question, and it actually is even better than perhaps you think it is, because in the beginning, digital signage was all about just what you think, advertising and ad-based networks. Over the last three or four years, and, and, and I, this is no fear of, of contradiction here, over the last three or four years, the fastest growing segments have become employee-facing networks. In other words, how do we communicate using digital signage technologies, how do we communicate more efficiently, more effectively uh, to our group of employees? Uh, you and I talked uh, once before that, that uh, there's a, a very famous airline that, that uh, a couple of years ago uh, did an employee-facing network, and what happens is they've got 17 different departments behind the ticket counter and they took digital signage and, and the CMS, the content management systems, and literally figured out a way to distribute and route information, different information to, to, to 17 different constituencies, if you will, and what they found, it made them more efficient, more effective, and could communicate in a faster uh, time period than any other method. So employee-facing networks, yeah, Gary, they're front and center. So, um, if there is a, uh, a an organization that's considering this, maybe there's some trepidation because it's uh, uh, can be kind of overwhelming. I would think the idea of you know, where do I begin? What do I do? What do you tell them as to what what should they be doing to uh, consider engaging in signage? Well, it, 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 we we teach in the industry uh, something we call the seven key elements, and and you're aware of them. Uh, but for the audience, uh, the seven key elements are basically business content design, software, hardware, connectivity, and operations. So, so if somebody's considering things, don't get lost in all the forests and the trees and things like this. Take it one step at a time. Take a look at digital signage as a business. In other words, analyze the return on the investment or the return on the objective. Then take a look at what kind of content you want to have in it. Then take a look at it from a design point of view. Where do you want your displays? Uh, where, where are people walking? Uh, are they going to have people where I'm going to be in a spot for a, a, a few minutes or is it only going to be uh, very temporary. I'm going to be there five or six seconds. Then take a look at your software program. That's the heart and soul of it all. Then hardware becomes the easiest part of it. And frankly, Gary, the one that most people get lost in, they get, they get mesmerized by what I call ooh shiny, and they shouldn't. 
so then we have connectivity. Is it going to be wired? Is it going to be wireless? It might even be cellular. Don't forget, we can actually just take a USB key and stick it into a display, and you don't even have to be network connected. And then operations is, we're going to install it, uh, we're going to maintain it in that in that manner. So if 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 the audience takes a look at those seven key elements uh, and, and just kind of kind of uh, categorizes each of those, starting with the business part of it and ending up with the installation, they're going to be far beyond somebody who gets lost in all the minutia. What are some of the kinds of content that um, that you see that you think are uh, most effective when you're talking about employee-facing communication? Well, employee say well. First of all, it's it, one of our one of our uh, one of my favorite friends and 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 colleagues is uh, he always says his favorite phrase is it all depends. So what you do is you start and it does and, and, and people get sick of hearing it, but it's true. It does all depend. So in employee-facing networks, uh, I, I mentioned uh, the airline and I mentioned the 17 departments. What you do is you go into each of the, uh, each of the elements. It, it, there's generally in employee-facing networks, there is not one overall message. Now, yes, do we have uh, policies and procedures and general corporate information? You bet we do. But think about it a second. Don't think about just the corporate message. Think about going into the finance department and the HR department and the shipping department or in a, in a, in a college going into the different educational ends of it or in the federal government. Uh, you've got the different sections. So you think about these kind of things and you analyze it for what are the most important, what are the most expedient uh, pieces of information. And then you find a way to deliver them short and succinct. If it's um, uh, anytime you have more than, than uh, uh, two or three bullet points four bullet points. Don't don't bother sending these great big long email lists of information. People won't read it. Think about digital signages. I'm going to look at it very quickly, three, four, five, six seconds in most cases. I want to get that message in fast order and make it attractive. Make it graphically. Don't, don't make it too busy. Don't worry about having full video production and all of that. Have a decent graphic designer give you a nice template and you might have different templates uh, and, and a few bullet points, get that message across. That's the best content advice we can possibly give you in an employee-facing network. Some of the things that uh, I've seen um, working with uh, government organizations, corporate organizations, is um, stove piping and where you see a person maybe sitting only two cubicles away from somebody else and they have no idea what that person does. I think I find that to be um, a really good uh, use of digital signage in terms of getting the corporate identity that we all kind of understand what each other does. No, that's 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 actually a pretty sophisticated comment, to be honest with you, uh, and, it, and it's absolutely true. And 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 it kind of your mouth to God's ear when you think about this. There's this whole uh, uh, sense of of where do you work, where do you work, and who do you work by? Where it used to be that that you know you had people who were working near you who were very uh, uh, common oriented in terms of their job functions. And, and when we do employee-facing networks, and this is why the, the question was actually pretty sophisticated, it, it becomes important not just that I know my job, but it really becomes critically important, especially in government now, to know that, yeah, my cubicle may have X function, but I've got to know what how X function fits with Y function under the umbrella of the whole corporate structure. So, I want things that are relevant to me, yes, I want things that are relevant to me and my department, yes. Me, my department, and whatever the overall overarching uh, uh, agency is, and 
only can I be as efficient and effective if, as possible if I understand not just my job, not just my colleague's job, but the overarching uh, elements in. Then it, then it gets to be really, uh, you can influence behavior, you can improve the experience, which are some of the things with, with digital signage, but ultimately, that kind of sophistication, frankly, is lacking. Uh, you, and I, I mean this sincerely, that kind of sophistication is where we need to go. That's our next step, that kind of nuance. I want to talk a little bit about um, the Digital Science Experts Group and about the education, because indeed, you know, your enthusiasm is just uh, um, obvious. Uh, and I'm taking one of your classes uh, tomorrow. Talk a little bit about the courses you offer and, and why you're doing it. Well, the, the, the why we're doing it, uh, you know, I, I, could, I could attempt a humor, but I won't. Uh, why we're doing it is, um, it became obvious to me uh, 11, 12, 13 years ago that there was a desperate need to have a program that was impartial, agnostic, and vendor neutral. You and I are sitting here right now enjoying the show with all these colorful displays, and we've got LCD displays and LED displays and projectors, and this place is, is it looks like, like Disneyland for the visually, uh, uh, visually impaired, right? I mean, this is incredible uh, that we're sitting, but they, they have one thing in common. They all want you to buy their products, right? Hmm. Well, if you take a look at digital signage and, and you take a look at, it's not just, a, not just advertising now, it's employee facing, it's informational in nature, it's a communication device. There was this desperate need for somebody to say, what are the rules, what are the regulations, what are the standards, et cetera. So we have in the Digital Signage Experts Group, we're the official certification of the digital signage industry, uh, Digital Signage Federation, Digital Signage Expo. We have about 16, 18,000 people in 64 countries that have taken them. The Digital Signage Certified Experts Program is a, uh, an overall fundamentals course that teaches the seven key elements we spoke about earlier. Now tomorrow, you're going to sit on a class, which I shouldn't have a favorite, but I do, called the Digital Content and Media Expert, where you and I are going to explore the psychodynamics of what content is, what effect it has on the viewer, and all of this, in addition to what fonts do we use and what software programs, but what's exciting to me is the psychodynamic of what's the effect of content. Then we have the Digital Signage Display Experts course, which if you want to know everything you wanted to know about displays, we do it. And then, last but not least, the digital signage network experts. So those four certifications make up uh, a designation uh, that 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 kind of highlights you as a professional. So when you get done, you know, when Gary at the end of his, uh, uh, you know, your official title sits there and goes DSCE and DCME, this industry is going to recognize you as somebody who at least understands the fundamentals of those areas. Well, Alan, um, I, we could talk for uh, a long, long time about this subject and many others. Um, I'm really pleased that you were able to uh, join me today, and, uh, and I really am excited about tomorrow. Um, we've been speaking with Alan C. Braun, who is uh, a principal of Braun Consulting, and uh, we just talked about the Digital Science Experts Group, uh, and, uh, and it's been a real pleasure to have him with us. Uh, you're listening uh, to the Brand Ambassadors, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. 
Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIOTalkNetwork.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield. I'm at the Digital Signage Expo 2018. And uh, right now I'm talking to Mason Page, who is the Executive Vice President for Strategic Business Planning for Reflect, a place-based uh, media company. Tell me, tell me again, what, define the company's name again. Yeah, at Reflect we really pride ourselves on being place-based digital media experts. Okay. Well, um, um, a lot of folks may be aware 
of digital signage. They see it in the uh, stores, they see it in the airport, and maybe they've even seen it in their workplace. But tell me from your perspective some of the um, innovative and, and, uh, ways that, uh, that uh, signage, digital signage, can, uh, can support a business, support uh, an industry. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's fun to watch, to see how digital signage has been growing and evolving over the past couple of years. It's becoming more and more pervasive, and a lot of the why behind that growth is really focused on customer experience. So many brands now are in need of giving a shopper a reason to come into their doors, and so digital signage can help create those types of experiences to answer to that why. And then they can also be used to provide a more seamless experience from an online shopper to an in-store shopper. At Reflect, we really like to start with purpose and objectives. And to your, back to your question about kind of how we can use technologies to, to create sales lift and things like that, we really like to start with those objectives, which can be focused on customer experience. They can be focused on brand storytelling and employee engagement. But I would say a lot of our clients are really focused on sales lift. And I love the fact that how, because digital signage has become so widely adopted, there are great case studies and evidence of how digital signage can in fact drive sales lift to where now 15% is really the norm that you should expect for promoted products on a digital signage screen. So it's, it's great for us to help make the case of why brands should really be investing heavily in digital experiences. I would suppose then that uh, in this day and age that um, if you are in the sales business, um, that signage is kind of a, not a nice to have, it's a requirement. Yeah, I would say it really is starting to become more table stakes because again, in this area, era of experience, which is what we call it, brands realize that they have to be doing something. Again, to, to give shoppers a reason to come into their stores and then once they're inside those stores, give them a reason to come back. So it really is more of a, a requisite to play in that space. And we're seeing such aggressive growth in retail, but the, the second vertical, which is just growing like gangbusters, is healthcare. But a lot more industries like transportation and others, they're also growing at a rapid pace. But when you look at projections, it's really focused on retail and healthcare currently. Some of our experience with uh, digital signage is uh, that um, the, the viewer, whether it's an employee or whether it's a, uh, a customer, um, their, their level of sophistication is very, very high. So they have expectations that are very, very high. So um, what, does that, what challenge does that create for the organization that it does, to, intends to employ digital signage? I think so much of what makes digital signage successful is the content. And a lot of clients really, they, they gravitate towards hardware first, right? And a lot of times it's what may be new and shiny hardware. Where again, for us, we want to start with strategy and understand the objectives, and then after strategy comes content. What is the type of messaging and animations and storytelling that we need to use to achieve those objectives? And we try to be very upfront that content's not a set it and forget it. It's something that you have to be committed to and invest in so that it's fresh and it's relevant, and especially in retail, where it's connecting with that shopper at the moment of truth but it really is a commitment because shoppers will tell if something is outdated or if it's sterile and it'll actually have an adverse effect on their customer experience. So I think that, again, that, that sometimes then 
uh, that can, boy, wow, that can scare off some folks thinking, well, we're, you know, we're, we aren't a Hollywood uh, organization. We're just a regular business. What can they do? What can an organization like that do to meet that requirement and still stay within whatever uh, budget they have? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And there are, there are different ways to do it. Again, I think being smart about how you build the content is, is something that we preach. So it's not just about having a designer sit down and, and create different versions of content and investing in human resources building it. There are much smarter ways to go about doing it. And at Reflect, we're very invested in what we call dynamic content, which is content that basically talks to a data source, pulls in that data, and then visualizes it. And so what we're able to do is create templates that talk to data sources so that all we need to do is update the data source and then using software, it will actually uh, properly plug that content into the screen. So it, it's a much more efficient way to feed the beast as we call it. Um, our show is called The Brand Ambassadors and, uh, and uh, certainly um, the idea of using signage to promote a specific brand um, how important do you see that? I think it's critical. I think it really varies depending on who the brand is and the story they're trying to tell. One of our clients is Nebraska Furniture Mart. So they have a great brand presence in the Midwest and they recently opened a flagship store in Dallas, Texas. So in Texas, we found ourselves wondering why is a Nebraska Furniture Mart coming to Texas? What do they do? And so a lot of their objectives in the first year of opening was around brand storytelling. And it was helping shoppers understand their heritage, the legacy, their values, what you can buy at Nebraska Furniture Mart. So much of it was around education. So from a brand ambassador perspective, it was really focused more on storytelling. Whereas we have other clients, their brand has an essence of sophistication and complexity. And so the animations and the motion graphics and the dynamic content we use for them is, is totally different because they want to tie an experience back to their brand versus more of just overt storytelling, which is what we did for Nebraska Furniture Mart. Uh, some of the episodes in our show, we talk about uh, metrics and in, uh, in, in communications and uh, in that specific example, what did they have to do? Was there a metric? Was there an able to, were you able to go look a year later and say, what happened? Did it work? Yeah, a lot, and a lot of that for Nebraska Furniture Mart is just done through qualitative measures, right? Talking to shoppers, understanding how, how they're currently perceiving the brand. So qualitative side is a great way to do that, but we're getting better and better at using technology to understand what types of content and messages are resonating, where you can use things like anonymous video analytics to see what types of content and motions cause people to look at a screen and, and what types of content also create the most engagement and then measure that so that content is always being optimized and changed to make sure that that brand story is being communicated as effectively as possible. So we're in, uh, right now this is uh, Thursday, day two of the floor being open at Digital Signage Expo. So a lot of people have come through the different booths. What are you hearing from people coming into the Reflect booth? I think they're, they're wowed. I think we, <laughs> we've gotten good feedback in two different ways. Number one, I think our, our booth really sets itself apart because we did something that uh, other vendors in the space just aren't doing. And we, we tried to bring real life environments into the booth and have digital experiences showcased within context. So you can see what the Buffalo Wild Wings experience looks like 
at a faux Buffalo Wild Wings bar. And you can see a Spence Diamonds display at what it would look like inside of a Spence Diamonds. And it's same for Levi's. So I think content within context is something that we preach. And I think that's been really eye-opening. And then we've heard it a lot of, wow, I didn't know Reflect did all that stuff. And from a legacy perspective, I think we're known primarily as a software company, which we are. But now we're able to help more of our clients on the, on the digital strategy and content perspective and building applications and measurement programs. We're more of a turnkey provider, and I think we've really been able to open people's eyes to that today. I was going to um, ask about some of the, um, some of the um, uh, I don't know, innovative and exciting things you see in signage, and one of them that comes to mind is in, is in your booth, and that, that uh, Polaris vehicle. Tell, tell, tell us about that vehicle and what you did to it. Yeah, we've got a wonderful relationship with Polaris that's about two and a half years old. A lot of our success stories start with strategy, and we were able to be a strategic partner for them. And we rolled out an interactive experience across some of their dealership network, and it's had phenomenal results. Double-digit sales growth for vehicles and accessories, and the dealerships are raising their hands saying, I want one, I want one. And one of the, the neat innovative things that we did do is we actually brought one of their Polaris vehicles and put it in our booth, again, trying to create context. And we're showcasing a new digital concept, which really replaces a windshield with digital screens, where you've got a screen pointing outside the vehicle, highlighting what the vehicle's capabilities are and kind of giving uh, some excitement to the shopping experience. But then once you sit inside the vehicle, we've got a really cool interactive tablet where you can cycle through different types of information on the vehicle. And as you touch the tablet, it's triggering information on a screen that's facing inward. Mm -hmm. So it's a really kind of a neat self-exploration tool that we're debuting here. But the Polaris vehicle in and of itself has, has created a lot of buzz because why is a an awesome ORV parked inside the Digital Signage Expo. Yeah, don't don't. I would hope that there wouldn't be a, a, a customer saying, "I want that one with the uh, with the screen." That's, exactly. That's, that's the model I want. <laughs> uh, well, this is great. Um, so, um, again, it, 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 since we're you're, you're with Reflect, tell us about Reflect of the various things that your company does uh, before we let you go. Absolutely. So, I talked a little bit about software. We are still a software company. We have our own homegrown content management system, which we've been refining over the past 17 years. And we have great clients like Best Buy and Verizon and Macy's and others who use our software day in and day out. And we actually push content to hundreds of thousands of experiences using it. But really the story we're focused on above and beyond software is just about the evolution of what we, what we can provide clients as a partner. And that starts with strategy. It moves into content, which again can be motion graphics or interactive applications. And then we, we complete that turnkey solution with hardware and managed services and monitoring and help desk services. So for a lot of our clients, we are that, that one hand to hold of why should we do digital? How do we do digital? How do we maintain it going forward? We can really be that to our partners. And real quick, just give us uh, how folks get a hold of you, uh, maybe your web address. Absolutely. You can find out more uh, at reflectsystems.com. And, of course, feel free to email me at mpage at reflectsystems.com. All right, Mason. Hey, thanks so much for uh, taking the time today uh, to get away from the floor uh, to be with me here on the show. And uh, we've been speaking with Mason Page, the Executive Vice President of Strategic Business Planning for Reflect. Uh, and you are listening to The Brand Ambassadors, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary potterfield and uh uh, Merritt has apparently gotten her newfangled uh, computer doohickey working. So you're you're back on, uh, right, Merritt? Right, like a grown up on Skype. How about that? Skype rocks when it when it rocks. 
<laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, those I, I was I have to say I was just uh, really again pleased with those two interviews because I think they gave a lot of context. Um, to this, uh, you know, to, to why signage is, is valuable and, and how people can use it. So if, if we were going to um, uh, talk to listeners, just potential clients, who needs signage, Gary? Well, I would say <clears throat> certainly uh, you don't need signage if you're working out of your home office and that's your business, But uh, uh, unless you want to impress your family. Uh, but if anybody who has a business, anybody who has a storefront, anybody that has uh, a need to um, communicate to their to their employees or to their visitors to their business, um, you you need signage because um, it's, it's not just because of keeping up with the Joneses. It's really about... Um, engaging with whatever that target audience is and and the, and uh, and we have seen again and again that um, certainly um, employees and visitors in businesses um, ex- kind of uh, need to see you know what they're about uh, without without cutting through and, and cut through all the you know the over uh, the, the the overabundance of, of, of data that faces them it kind of distills it anyway I could go on and on so uh well, yeah, I mean, we'll just think about retail um, uh, installations. Uh, if you are uh, any type of retail outlet, uh, you can be uh, use signs to instantly put up specials, change specials, update specials. You can put your menus uh, on signage. It just seems a easier way to be able to uh, put, uh, describe your offerings and then be able to update your offerings instantaneously. And another thing, uh, well, something that uh, I think Mason was talking about in, in the second interview I did, um, and I think Alan as well, is that, you know, you can automate so much of this. So it, 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 you can get overwhelmed and think, oh, my gosh, can I do this? But let's take a look at the, take the example of a doctor's office. Um, pretty much, you know, you can automate it to the point where you don't have to do a whole lot to, to compl- keep your, uh, your patients who are waiting engaged. And, oh, by the way. There's the distortion of wait uh, of wait time, where you know someone who's waiting ten minutes only feels like they're waiting for six minutes, so they're occupied. But you can get their you can get your information to them. You can get their information about the products and services you're offering, the times, uh, you know, of of hours and such like that. And you can kind of do it automatically without a whole lot of uh, input. You don't have to have someone full time working on that if you're in that particular engagement. Well, and that's if, if you also if you have multiple locations, uh, and and that could be multiple office buildings with uh, uh, you know professional employees. Uh, that's something that could be centrally managed. Uh, you can put local information into the feed, but you can make sure that the corporate information that everyone needs to have, whether they're in Los Angeles or Washington D.C. or uh, Omaha, uh, they can all be getting the same message. That's an excellent point, and it's indeed that's that's one of the the, te- the technology allows for that, and that's one of the great things about it. You sure? So you have an uh, you have a you have an office in on the East Coast, you have an office on the West Coast. Let's just take those two, and yeah, and you've got the you've got the message from the CEO, let's say, and is that message getting to everyone? Is it filtering through all the layers of bureaucracy down to the individual employee or or visitor to the corporate office? Is are they getting that message? You can do that. Through digital science, but yes, as you say, Merritt, you can also though. What hey, well here's our local office. Here's what we're offering. So you can combine those two using the technology of uh, of digital signage to do so. And that, you know, we, uh, that's exciting for us in Vox Optima because we like to do that for our clients. 
And I think it's also a great way um, when you are uh, in a you know a purely internal environment, if you have numerous projects at numerous locations and you post the status of those projects, it spurs competition uh, amongst your employees because they see how the other guys uh, two states over are doing. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I know that it's in industrial environments and such, uh, they, you'll see signage in locations where the, the workers can all see it. And, and, the, and the data is fed directly about how they're doing with regard to, you know, it's very, you know, important things about, you know, output of product or whatever they're doing. Certainly sales uh, rule. Yeah, the, the internal friendly internal competition about sales situations um and then it's just yeah and and then and of course you and i've talked about this so many times i think one of the biggest things we came we we took away when we first got into this was oh man those grip and grin photos we take uh you know photos we take for our client uh no one's ever seeing those but now you take those and that employee now gets recognized say you have a corporate office that has like a thousand people or several hundred people and now that person's getting congratulated as they as she walks down the hallway uh, from other folks to say, I didn't know you were here for 15 years and what great work you've done. So I, I get excited about uh, things like that. For me, that uh, that's just big for me. I like it. Oh, no, I absolutely agree because it's uh, there are so many different ways to use it. You can use it to be absolutely client-facing in a retail-type environment. Uh, you can re- uh, use it to reach workers. Uh, if you are an industrial site, your employees are uh, on their feet or sitting at a workstation uh, assembling, manag- uh, making stuff. They don't have time to check their email. They're not going to see all hands emails. So it's a way to engage uh, with them. For uh, for lack of a better phrase, if you're in a cubicle farm, uh, uh, it's a way uh, when people step out of, uh, step away from their desks to uh, uh, do whatever they need to take care of. It's a way to engage them with information that they want to they want to have. Uh, so, I, I think it's a, I think it's a brilliant way to take what is some, something that we already need. We already need signs. We need to know what is. Uh, we need to know the name of uh, uh, the location, the organization, the outlet. We need the address. Uh, we need wayfinding, and I, I think there's some tremendous applications with regard to, um, say, a large health uh, healthcare organization or a hospital that's undergoing construction. With uh, signage, you can update the wayfinding instantaneously without printing new signs. Right, and not to mention the fact that uh, with large organizations, um, safety and security, uh, that's a huge way in a lot of times for digital signage. So we could talk about this over and over forever, Merritt. I just this, I get so excited about this particular subject. <laughs> but we're running out of time, doggone well, it. I think you've really been an I know, but you just want to, uh, you know, command you. You've been an innovator for the gov- for a particularly government organizations. Uh, I think in 2008, uh that got us to uh, Naval Sea Systems Command. And I think our most satisfying project was getting it impl- uh, installed and implemented and now running on its own at uh, two public shipyards, uh, Naval uh, Shipyard, Portsmouth Naval uh, and Norfolk Shipyard. Um, that just uh, It's a tremendous quality of life issue for those uh, shipyard workers. And it was really all your idea, Gary. Oh, boy. Thank you, Merritt. That's that's very kind of you. Uh, what we would like to do is to be able to do this for anybody else. I'm just if you, I would just a shout out to anybody or not a shout out request to hey, let us know if you if you need some support encourage. or anything, any right. Encourage if you need anything to know about it. Just you just if you just want to ask us a question, just let us know. I think yeah, we have to wrap up now. You can learn more now. at voxoptima.com. 
Yep, I know, but you can learn more at voxoptima.com, digital signage, or uh, send us an email at info at voxoptima.com. And that is all the time we have for our digital signage show, and it's gone by so quickly. Thank you so much for joining us. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Ramble, listening to the Brand Ambassadors. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.